0: Hey folks, welcome to episode 121 of the FLW Podcast, Uh, with a couple sub-episodes in between. (laughs) Um, In Florence, Alabama, I'm Jody White, I'm joined also in Florence, Alabama, by the one and only Kyle Wood. Oh yeah! Kyle, how's it been going? You made it on down, you've been shooting stuff, uh... I assume, and now you're finally here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're down here in beautiful Alabama, northern Alabama. Yep. And uh, I'm ready to see some hogs.
0: Well, I think we're going to see some this week. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't think that's any doubt.
0: All righty. Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead. Uh, I guess first order of business. We're going to have two interviews, mm-hmm. one with Gussie, one with Jeff Sprague, uh, both dynamite, phenomenal interviews, as befitting uh, the people who did them and partook in them. <laughs> um, and uh, then you and I are going to we gonna talk a little Kentucky Lake, wrap yep. up that Coast FLW Series event, and then talk a little bit of Pickwick, and then go get dinner.
1: Yo yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: All righty. Well, uh, guys, here's some interviews. We'll be back All in a right. Betty. All righty, and now we're joined by Jeff Gussie Gustafson. Uh, you're not only rolling on tour, you've got some nice history on Pickwick. I guess, first of all, how is, how is that history treating you? How is Pickwick treating you this week?
2: Uh, it's been a grind for me. Uh, the first two day, the first day I kind of ran over, you know, I had probably had 20 or 25 spots last time that yeah. had schools on them, fishing 100% offshore, and... Uh, i didn't really catch a fish off any of that stuff um so really? it was pretty pretty disappointing um and it, and you know we all knew coming here that it, that they probably uh weren't going to be out really good like like they will be in another month um just going by what you know what happened at wheeler lake last week in kentucky lake so um monday i went up to wilson and uh and Boked that around was around there that was uh that was you know, I'd never been there before, didn't even uh, look at a map, just went and launched the boat and uh, ran up the lake to the dam and just kind of worked my way back. And my friend that was practicing with me caught uh, one giant smallmouth, like a six pounder. Oh, wow. and, uh, so that was nice to see, but we fished around that area for another, uh, another hour and never had another bite and then came back to Pickwick at around lunchtime and fished around Florence and I never caught a keeper on Monday myself. Um, had some 14 and a half That's inches. unusual
0: for, for you.
2: Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough day. And then yesterday went back out onto Pickwick, you know, to the to the stretch you know f- three or four mile stretch that i fished last time and uh, i had a better day i found a few fish and um so I'm, they
0: sort of started to show up offshore maybe as a the week came, yeah i think on. it's
2: i think it seemed to me like it got a little bit better yesterday but i don't know i mean i i fished some oddball places and and um and fished a little slower probably and so uh you know i got i've got a handful of spots so it's going to be a matter of uh you know, did anybody else find them? Am I going to be able to get on them? And and hopefully there's some more fish there.
0: All right. Uh, I guess as this year goes, you've had your most successful year on tour to date by a pretty significant margin. And I think a lot of people, especially people who followed you for a long time, uh, maybe Canadians, Minnesotans, mm-hmm. has had their eye on Gussie for a long time. And all of a sudden you're relatively, at least you're definitely in the cup conversation, maybe in the think of the aoi race sort of depending on how things continue yeah, to take out.
2: It, there's a long way to go there for sure but uh but no things have been going really good um you know i guess it's uh getting your butt whipped down here you know you number of times you learn from that and uh i think i'm i'm getting a little better at how i practice and and uh you know, everything in my, in my life's pretty good right now. And, uh, I've been going into these tournaments without a lot of stress or anxiety and, and just, uh, you know, the last two events at Hartwell and Beaver, I, I've, I've had some really good areas and, and haven't had a lot of people fishing the same stuff as me. So, uh, okay. I've been going out, leaving the takeoff in the morning and not even, not even knowing where I'm going to start. I mean, just going to, pull up on whatever looks good in, in the area and, and, and it's worked out really well. So, uh, you know, uh, at, at Okeechobee, I stayed with, uh, Brandon McMillan. He's a, he's a good friend and, and, and a
0: great fisherman down there. And
2: he helped me big time there. I got to give him credit. I mean, I, I, my first two days of practice there were, uh, were really tough and he kind of led me in the right direction a little bit and ended up having a good, good event there. So it's, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, I think the experience of of getting to do this for a few years has is, is helped and uh, you know it, hopefully we can keep it rolling
0: yeah is there anything that you know you said you maybe you're practicing a little bit better is there anything you can pinpoint in there that could help other people practice a little bit better well
2: I think it's you know for me I think I used to pull up to come to some of these lakes and I'd and I have you know a dozen different rods on the deck and i'd catch one on a on a top water over here and one off a dock and i had a bite over in 20 feet of water on a drop shot and in the tournament i would i would run around and try trying all these different things and now it's it's this sound i'm going to make it sound um very simple and and for me if i can keep it simple it works but it's all about finding a pattern that you can duplicate you know maybe not necessarily necessarily around the whole lake, but in an area of of these different lakes that we're fishing or a bait thing. I mean at Beaver I had a really hot bait that I felt like I could I could go fish ten minutes behind somebody and catch a fish. fish. And uh you know, so uh some of these tournaments you know on some of the spotted bass lakes, I I really like to fish a jerk bait. If I can go if there's a jerk bait bite going on and and uh you know, just just as an example, if I can go do that around the lake, usually I'm gonna be able to catch some fish and, and have yep. a decent tournament. But but just trying not to not to be all over the map in terms of in terms of you know, have some have some kind of direction and, and that seems to work a little better.
0: Okay. Um I guess coming up next, obviously we got Pickwick right now and then we've got Kentucky Lake and then Champlain I'm sure you've been on Kentucky Lake before, for one thing or another. Yeah, we fished Uh, Kentucky two years ago and and had a pretty
2: good tournament. I caught lots of fish, and I think I finished in the high 30s, around 40th or something, and, uh, uh, you know, I really enjoy the offshore fishing. Um, I kind of grew up doing a lot of it walleye fishing back Mm -hmm. home on Lake of the Woods, and uh, so I'm comfortable with the electronics and and GPS, and uh, that's how I'm going to fish there. I won't be... You won't going be anywhere, anywhere near the, the bank. bank? No, and, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not the ledge fishing, you know, expert that a lot of these guys are. But I keep it keep it pretty simple. Um, but it's, it's just all about finding finding groups of fish out there. And and for me, um, you know, my Kentucky lakes big water, so it's going to be awesome to be in my big Lund. But it's the boat's a little slower, so I got to try to find some of those inconspicuous little spots. And they might not be the big mega schools that are on a lot of the island heads and community places but yeah. uh, but i like i like the 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 hunting part of that and looking for those little places and and a lot uh, of idle hours in yeah it is it's a lot of idling around and and looking and um it's it's fun we know the rest of the year i don't get to do that type of fishing so uh you know over the last few years we've had several of those tournaments and uh you know, I, I, I've gotten to really enjoy it, look forward to these. And I really, I've been looking forward to coming here to Pickwick since, you know, since the schedule came out. Yeah. All winter, I've been looking forward to this one more than any just because last time it went pretty good. And uh, so it's been disappointing a little bit this week just that it's not happening the way the way that we want it to. But um, But we'll see what goes on in the next few days.
0: Yeah, I think last time you caught the biggest fish ever caught in FLW competition on Pickwick. <laughs> yeah, so it was, you've uh, got that. you got that going for you.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a pretty. That was the biggest bass I've ever caught. It was almost eleven pounds, and Jeez. I was on a shell bed, and I actually caught three one pounders, three casts in a row, and I just fired back to the same place and and caught it. So it was, <laughs> you, you know, man, just, you could have
0: just left there too. You could have been like, "He's just little guys." These are just <laughs> little
2: guys, and you know, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Made my made my day and made my tournament for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, when you can catch a big fish like that, it obviously helps. But you know,
2: you and can't just any, catch a big fish like that. When so you're you fishing on stout. these Tennessee River lakes, I mean, that's that's a possibility on any of them to catch oh, those yeah. those big, you know, eight pound plus fish. So that you know, when things are getting a little bit tough, you just kind of keep that in the back of your mind and and hopefully, Alrighty. hopefully, uh, we're gonna find a couple of those this weekend
0: what's your uh what's your travel situation uh currently like are you uh driving back and forth each tournament do you fly some what because you are you're coming from canada and you're an awful long way away
2: yeah it's a big project i live in central canada north two hours north of the minnesota border so uh it's it's a project for me to go to any of these events. And, uh, sunset country, right? Up in Ontario, <laughs> sunset country. And anybody that's looking to go on a fishing or hunting trip, it's a remote part of the world that I live in. But if you like fishing and hunting, uh, it's, it's one of the best places on earth. You couldn't pay me to live anywhere else in the summer. Our, our winters get a little bit long, but... Uh, But yeah, awesome, awesome place to to live if you like doing stuff in the outdoors. But as far as the travel for me, I've been really lucky over the last few years meeting, you know, more and more people every year. And um, I basically find a place to leave my boat and truck, you know, close to one of the events, um, whether it's one that we fished at or or the next one. And I fly back and forth from home. It's just too far to drive. And yeah. So I, you know, after Okeechobee, I drove up to Atlanta and left my rig at Jason Johnson's place. And then uh, after Hartwell, I left it in Birmingham at Blake Nick's place. And then uh, I left it in Rogers at a friend's place there uh after the last tournament so yeah i travel back and forth after pickwick i'm headed north to sturgeon bay wisconsin next week for the sturgeon bay open that sounds fun gonna catch some giant (laughs) smallmouths Uh, i'm not gonna lie it's uh it's a tournament that's been going on for 25 years and uh it's a
0: pretty big time deal like everyone up there goes to fish that or at least from what i can tell yeah
2: it's it is it's uh it's a special place and and it's probably, but for sure, the best time of the year to fish there. Um, you've got you know, 40 miles of shoreline and all these smallmouths that are out in the abyss and in big water for the summer and fall are coming into the you know the few bays that they have there to spawn. And, and it's uh, it's good. I mean, I've caught a my biggest one that I've ever caught there was like seven sixty, and uh, I've caught a number of six pounders and 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 lots of five pounders i mean we, our goal in the tournament days is to not weigh any under five pounds and and uh, it, there's not many places that you can do that
0: yeah it sounds like a real tough uh, tough place to be <laughs> yeah I, i'm sorry about that i'm sure it'll be a long drive to get there and you know
2: yeah well i'm gonna be <laughs> uh my wife's coming down for this event she's uh down with a couple girlfriends and, and they're down in mobile for a few days having fun and um And then I think we're going to go to Nashville for a couple days, uh, see how the weekend goes for me, whether I'm fishing or not. And then uh, I'm hoping to be up to Sturgeon Bay by Monday night, and we'll have a few days to practice for for next weekend.
0: Well, that sounds pretty legit. I wish you the best of luck uh, both up there and then, you know, obviously here we're – where the big money is on the
3: line. Yeah, as well. this is a big.
2: This is a big deal for me, and and for my, you know, the season's been going really good, and I'd love to be able to stay in that angler of the year mix. Um, but it's a tough crowd, uh, you know, so I've got got my work cut out for me. But yeah, looking forward to Kentucky and and then Champlain too. I've never fished Champlain, but uh, I'm I'm hoping to to smallmouth fish there. Just you know, it's sort of something that I'm comfortable with, and I and I like to do so. Uh, but I guess we'll have to get up there and see what's happening.
0: Alrighty. Uh, before I left, I let you off the hook. I know. I think you've actually talked about this before, maybe with us. But what's your opinion of the Johnston brothers? Because they've been a revelation on tour this year. They're from Canada. Chris is right in the thick of the Aoy race as well. Um, I mean, do you think he can hang on with this thing? Is is it something you project that we continue to see them lighting it up every time? What's your well?
2: I, I've known those boys for. Uh, for seven or eight years and and you know we're all sponsored by shimano and so i met them both at a boat show in toronto you know several years ago and our shimano guy put Corey and i in a hotel room together for the weekend (laughs) and and we kind of hit it off and had fun and uh uh so i'm not surprised that they're doing as well as they are they're 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 very good they're legit and uh you know, they've, they've been waiting to do this for a few years and, uh, and
0: it seems like they haven't really figured out correctly. Like they, they they waited to jump into the right time. Yeah.
2: They, and they've, they've had experience at most of these places, whether it's through the Costa tournaments or, or, you know, just taking a trip to go fishing at, at some of these lakes that we have a lot of tournaments on. And, uh, so they, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're rookies, but they're not really rookies. Um, and, all, all I can tell you is they're hammers on Champlain, and somebody <laughs> yeah. somebody better have a lead on them, a pretty good lead on them, if they think they're going to win Anger of the Year. Or they're going to have to really catch them good there, because I I mean that's those guys really do well there, and oh, uh, yeah. and I'm sure you know Corey's still not that far back too, and I mean if 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 one of them has a good shot, and, and Chris is in that position right now, I'm sure he's going to get. You know, they got two guys. He might um, get the juice. Is what he's going to get a lot of the good stuff. Yeah. So, but but uh, but no, there. It's not surprising. They they uh, they they know what they're doing, and and you know they're they're holding their own for sure.
0: All righty. Well, I very much look forward to seeing Team Canada keep rolling on here. Yeah,
2: it's been fun, and uh, and yeah, I, I think it's been motivating for me a little bit too because you know they've just shown up and and they're making it look easy and uh i mean this is a tough crowd to fish against uh but but i i guess you know i don't want to look bad i've been doing this for for a few years and and uh you know i don't know if that's kind of motivating me a little bit or not but uh but it's been fun so
0: all right well before i let you go um where can people follow you online
2: I'm on social media, Gussie Outdoors on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Jeff Gustafson on Facebook, and I have a website. If anyone wants to look at some big deer, uh, I, I guide for whitetails and I guide for wolves. Um, so if you like hunting, i okay. um, got lots of cool trail cam photos and, and photos on my website and, and fishing stuff too. So yeah, gussyoutdoors.com. Uh Thanks, Jody. All right. Well, thanks, man. Good luck this week. All right
1: all right here we are at pickwick i got myself keystone light pro jeff sprague sitting with me right now jeff what's going on
3: dude uh, i'm just out trying to catch some bass you know <laughs> i mean this this we rolled up to pickwick and uh i expected you know to see a different lake than i'm seeing right now to be honest with you but uh, i'm excited to be here and we'll see what happens when we get out and it gets derby day
1: well uh, excited to be here uh excited for the season because right now you're sitting in second in the angler of the year race and you have crushed it from okeechobee you know through beaver hartwell you had a great tournament there uh beaver another fantastic tournament and and it's kind of interesting because i mean okeechobee and beaver tend to be the two tournaments that really throw people for a loop but i mean so far it's full head of steam for you through those
3: luckily uh yes i mean i say luckily honestly it's fishing um It's worked out well for me this year, Um, just the way the lakes have set up, you know, um, and and I feel like I've tried to take advantage of that. I'm not going to say that it's just been a a great way and that's the only way that I know how to fish, but it's just, it's been, it's played into my strong suit, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and uh, I've just kind of been able to understand a little bit what the fish are doing even on Okeechobee it was hard yeah. as that was for some guys you know I, I felt like I got around some areas and I, I mean I felt like I didn't when I caught what I caught there I didn't feel like I had uh, really accomplished much but then you bring it in comparison to what other guys had caught and then it, that tells a little bit different story so sure um yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm blessed and I'm happy to be where I'm at right now you know we're getting to that mid midpoint in the season and um and let's see what what the the last three hold for us.
1: Well, uh, you know, right before we started recording this, you you said to me, we were talking about the Angler of the Year race, and I said normally Beaver – well, Okeechobee usually kick people off in the wrong direction, right, get them off to a rough start. But Beaver usually really shakes everything up in terms of the Angler of the Year race. You believe that Pickwick is going to be that tournament
3: in this season, right? I I do. You know, when I got here – Obviously, we all showed up here thinking, "Oh, Pickwick, Ledge Lake. You know, we're gonna get here, and it's, hopefully, everybody had their fairings crossed that we were gonna show up, and these fish are gonna be done, and there's gonna be a few out. You know, we'll be able to pick them off out there. A lot of things have, a lot of things are ch- different here than when I've been here. I've been here two times uh, mm-hmm. before. Um, it's totally different than the times that I was here before. Um, you know, those those areas out there that were big community holes where there were loads of fish. That it was a boat draw deal." They're not going to play as much here this time. Okay. You know there are some fish there, um, but I think that I feel like this this tournament here is going to be that Beaver Lake tournament to okay. where it flip flops the points a little bit. It creates the distance between the guys who are definitely making a strong push to, to make the cup and then there'll be the guys who were right there on the bubble maybe and it just kind of they'll push them out or there'll be some guys up in the top you know that were in that just if they could just catch them the next three that they're they're in and it's going to kind of go out and I mean that could go for anybody it could go for the guys at the on the very top end of it um and it could go for the guys who are you know anybody down to 100 120s they're still in this thing you know to, to go to the cup they sure. really, they really are, you know? Um, so that's, it's, I really feel like this thing could, could flip flop right here at the, at the midpoint season.
1: Well, I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right on that point because, um, normally coming into a tour event, uh, like Jody and myself and, you know, especially a lot of the other guys that do the tournament coverage, I usually feel like I have a pretty good pulse on what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, it, you kind of already know whether it's from the weather and yeah. how the lake should set up, um, but man, this one has been a tough one. Even in pick, picking fancy fishing guys, sure, um, or just knowing who to interview, kind of just not even stuff we're gonna print, just to kind of get a pulse on stuff. I mean, you from local guys to guys that have never been here before, everyone's kind of like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> you, you know, and I,
3: I'll be honest with you. I mean, I fish this lake. I fish from Wheeler to the you know all the way to the dam of Pickwick. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've covered a lot of lake here, looking for what I like to fish and, and trying to make it fit then it doesn't fit i mean it just there was no pieces in this particular lake for it to fall into place for me um i did find you know a couple of things in a couple of areas that I, I feel like i can catch some fish sure um you know i saw some quality fish there and, and that's more from what i hear a lot of doc talk from some guys saying they didn't see that okay um, so Again, you know, this is one of those derbies to where you just you go out and fish for what you found, and and I mean, I don't fish hard for my fish in, in practice. I mean, I know a lot of guys are religious about not hooking them, and I know a mm-hmm. lot of guys are they like they shook they shake off everyone. I know a lot of guys that are I'll just hook everyone that I catch until <laughs> I find the ones I want. You know, I have my own style of practice, and therefore, I, honestly, I, I I see I saw what I saw in practice, and I mean, I could go out and catch ten. I could go out and catch. Twenty. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. um You know, same for Beaver. You know, I roll into areas yep. and I, I catch one bass. I, I move. I catch another bass, and, and that's it. I don't fish anymore. I just look at it and I get a general idea of what's going on and what I'm gonna fish in a tournament. And I just run new water. I mean, so it's one of those type of deals. I don't want to spend a lot of time beating on something. It does a lot for your mental game. You know, we've covered that with yep. FLW before about yep. the mental aspects of it. And I feel like if you run through water one day, sometimes it gets in your mind if you didn't catch them. I mean. I proved to myself, you know, and you fishermen do. We proved ourselves that you can fish an area one day and not get a bite, and you can go back in there the next day, and you might catch three out of there that you're going to weigh, and they will be giants. I mean, I can tell you right now, it's happened to me in in multiple tournaments and in this past season and a half. You know, to where I just rerun it or run something new that I wasn't necessarily going to run, and mm-hmm. and and. Lo and behold, you you know you may bust a four out of there and a two threes over there, and then now you're where you were just not quite so confident. Gives you the confidence to run other stuff and to just you know break outside that box and and break down barriers. So that's you know I'm just excited, hopefully to to go out here and swing the bat one more time. I like it. I like (laughs) it.
1: Well, uh, the one thing with like Tennessee River tournaments, especially, is um, when the fish spawn. For the most part, no one like there's not a big sight fishing thing that nope. goes on, right? The fishing gets a little tough, and then what you have is you have this this push of fish that just they're up doing their thing, and they just start to trickle out to the ledges. And they'll hit some stuff in between, yep. like uh, you know, last time in fourteen Hackney one yep. uh, that shad spawn thing on like some shell beds, some shallow stuff. Yep. Those fish basically they pull out, and they're like, oh well, look at all this. We'll stop I'm right here. I'm gonna sit here, yeah. hang out for a little bit, sure, and then eventually they'll work their way out. Um, do you think this week, just as a general thing, not really necessarily what you've seen, do you think by the end of this tournament we'll see a good push of fish out? Like, are there enough fish that are post-spawn? you think they'll work their way out to the some of that deeper stuff where a Haynes or a Lambert might?
3: There will be some guys. A Haynes or a Lambert will – they're a niche – that's a niche deal to where okay. – they know exactly they fish these these uh, these waters enough to where they know exactly where they'll go first sure okay sure. i mean some of it is just idling and finding it some of it is just and getting lucky and finding a hard spot it's mm-hmm. not grabbed it's not mapped properly whatever the case may be but uh, i've i mean i've got bass on beds i've got i mean there's bass okay. on beds right now um you know and, these lakes fluctuate so much they pull the water on Mm -hmm. them current okay it's like beaver and others in which i didn't realize i didn't really take into consideration the amount of water that they move through that particular lake sure okay they dropped that lake while we were there it makes all those bedding bass that are in shallower water so spooky and it's the same with these fish they can't be i don't feel like they can go into the backs of these pockets and these and and things where we where we put you know we catch them and where we look for them um with the way that they draw water on these lakes, because they can drop this thing down, you know, twelve inches in a matter of a few hours, you know, or whatever and and, and they do. And, oh, yeah. and on the bass know that or you know they sense that they've sensed that water pressure moving or rising or falling and it makes them extremely hard to catch off bed so therefore I think they just bed you know they bed deeper they sure. bed out there on those bars um, they bed out there where we can't see them the water's not as clear here it's always moving you know yep. um, so and right now there's a lot of grass in this lake I mean the, the grass is the grass is gonna be a big player I mean I'll be honest with you I, I really feel like cool. honestly somebody here could win this tournament out of grass i do feel like that
1: what is the i don't mean to interrupt you but what is the grass situation because i've heard i've heard some guys like you know it's kind of stringy and mixed but from like uh lambert back at beaver was like dude the grass is looking phenomenal like it it made it through those floods they had this winter it survived well you know like it didn't a lot of it didn't get tore out Um,
3: i didn't i didn't get to see it i didn't get a chance to see it um obviously and I can tell you from idling and looking on the shallow bars where those fish would be leaving and going to, you know, before they get to the main river ledges, um, there's a lot of grass. I mean, there's miles and miles and miles of grass. Um, So it's really hard to decipher. And the difference is is there's grass that was matted to the surface and then there was grass that wasn't quite developed yet. And then there was grass that was coming, you know, and it was old grass, new grass. And if you can idle through and find it, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. truthfully, I mean, to understand it, it's hard to fish when you don't have a visual of it because right. there could be a, a line of grass that zigzags and goes down the bank for a mile where it was matted out, and that's where all the fish are holding to, or they're holding to the inside out, inside edge of it, on the inner bar between there and the bank, or mm-hmm. do they go from that from where that hydrilla was thick to the outer bar? Are they holding on a hard edge? Are they holding on a rise? Right, right. Are they holding a drain? I mean, I underst- I like grass. I love to fish it, but fishing grass that you cannot see. That's what because they raised this lake from the winter pool to now, yep. and okay, is, let's just go back to Okeechobee, okay, exact same deal at Okeechobee, okay. The grass was underwater. If you're just out there aimlessly, I feel like if you're out there aimlessly casting around in grass and you don't really have a sense of understanding of where those grass had points, where it had blow throughs, mm-hmm. where it had high spots, low spots, you know, um, where it didn't grow well, there's a shell bed, wherever the case may be you're just out there fishing. You're just out there fishing around hoping to hit them. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. You can fish through there and practice and find it. And you would have to spend all your practice looking for those particular areas and commit to grass and not, you know, and anything else to really, I think, do well there. So, anyway, that's kind of the same thing at Okeechobee. Guys went up there. They had caught them there. They kind of knew where the grass was, and it was tons of it. Mm -hmm. But they were just honestly just out just fishing. You know what I mean? Like where if the grass was all the way to the surface like it was in prior years – guys could understand they could sit on the outside edge of the grass right, and they could throw right. to it they could punch it they can flip it they can do all that but when you can't see it you're just out and i mean we all know okeechobee's massive i mean you know what I mean? you're just out there just oh i just think i'll just try here you know what i mean like yep. i have a dot here from years before well we all know what a dot on okeechobee means it's just a dot because yeah. there was something there the year before and we had a hurricane or we had high water we had low yep. water they sprayed it whatever it's gone now you know the fish were there now they're not you know so it's kind of like what's happened here they they raised the lake the grass is still there it's underwater now it hasn't reached the surface some areas it's just under the surface some areas it's four foot seven foot deep just it's it's just a catch 22 deal if you want to i mean but go back to it i really feel like the grass will be a player here if a guy okay. if a guy knew or knows where um the mats were and they knew where were fish were related you know like the right it, and had it marked by chance or something along those lines Absolutely. So
1: maybe some guys that were here pre-practice or whatever, yeah. or, even, uh, the or, local or guys.
3: E- even back all the way to the fall, if they okay. came in the fall okay. and, and they didn't, you know, those grass mats will change a little bit, but, but the, not, no, no, the, the grass mat will stay, stay healthy if it's there. And you'll be able to just idle it and tell, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, and you just know kind of, Hey, it stopped here. It started here and I'm just going to hit this stretch. And then, you know I mean? You can mentally work it out and go through sure. it, you know, and visualize it on your graph when you make weight tracks and so forth and, and just kind of make yourself a pattern in an area to fish, you know?
1: Well, uh, I, I like that. It's a good take on, uh, I, I haven't heard that much discussion on the grass, so I, I think that's kind of a cool thing to cover, and I, I, I hope the listeners dig it too because I know personally, um, you know, being from Minnesota, I love fishing grass. We don't have a lot of, you know, like ledge fishing was sure. a very foreign thing before I started, other than, you know, just <laughs> right. watching on videos and yeah. stuff. But you get to a tournament like this and everyone's like, like you said, everyone the expectation coming here was like, oh, we're going to have us a ledge thing, mm-hmm. right? But if you can have that dynamic now where, You know, a guy might have to fish grass or guys fishing grass. If a guy guy can mix
3: it up here, you know, if I I mean, because here's they're they're going, they're going to the ledges. They are trickling out there. There's no doubt. It's inevitable. But the water temperature is 69 to 71. I mean, it's still cool enough. I mean that. I mean it's just not quite time yet. I don't feel like I'm sure. no Kentucky ledge expert oh, by any right. means, but I do fish offshore and I, under, mm-hmm. I understand a little bit of it. I feel like so um, there. I just don't feel like why the bass would just they don't dump and just run right back out there. They need to right. recover. Sometimes that may take them 48 hours. Sometimes it might take them two weeks. Sure. You got fry garters. You got so many different ways and so many different things that are gonna happen between now and then. Even with the males and the females. They're not just, I mean, I don't feel like they just drop and bolt out there right, to a right. 20-foot ledge. You know, it's just the bait's got to be there. There's got to be a lot of things to go into to happen, for that to happen. It's not Kentucky Lake yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. Well, um, uh, pickwick aside, sure. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I guess back to just your season as a whole, I mean, obviously, uh, I feel like the the venue so far have kind of set up, you know, for a Jeff Sprague, like kind of a little more into your comfort zone. Sure. Um, But other than that, do you feel, uh, was there anything else you did coming into the season? Uh, did you approach it the same as you had the last couple? You know, drinking no, any special no. Gatorade or anything? No, like that?
3: you know, I mean, we all have. You know, we did a piece on me. Um, just you know, they ask a lot of questions, and they kind of made a big deal out of this mental deal. You know, about the way that I, I said about mental. But you know, um, a lot of guys can relate to this, and if they're truly listening, and they un- and they really know what's going on, they'll understand where I'm where I'm coming from when I say this. Um, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on at home uh, the last couple years. Um, and I, you know, I, I've, it's a lot of that settled down for me. Um, okay. so, um, I, I I'm kind of in a little bit different. I'm in a new, new world right now for myself, and I can pretty much focus on what I've got going out here. Um, I've always wanted to be where I'm at. I've always strived to get here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, and a lot of things in my personal life have changed. So, um, that being said, um, it makes maybe makes me think a little clearer. I don't ha- you don't have the worries and you don't have sure. the, some of the stresses that you might have when you're just when you think about back home or whatever. When we're on the road, so I've been uh, I've been pretty lucky, you know, as far as that goes. And that's a big hurdle to get over. I mean, a lot oh, of guys can understand. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of money lost out here, meaning businesses, and mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of marriages have failed out here, yeah, and relationships, and, and, and um, that stuff takes its toll on a, on a person. You know, and I, and I mean, coming from my heart, and you know, talking, and that's. And I think that truly a lot of that has, has come into play for me. And uh, it's humbling, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, because no matter what happens out here and how good we are or what we think we are, it you know, that stuff will, will take you down a peg or two. Sure. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, and, and we'll just go fishing.
1: Dude, I, I like it. I think, uh, you know, I'd love to see this ride keep going on. I guess there's a little preview for the rest of the season. Let's kind of – we'll put Pickwick aside for now. Uh, Kentucky and Champlain. Uh, how do you feel about you know that final little stretch of the season there
3: you know i'm super stoked about going um to both of those lakes one because the fishing at both of those places is is great oh you know i mean we all look forward to going up there and just looking at those graphs my lawrence graphs and just (laughs) seeing all the little dots everywhere and just you know you 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 fire up there and be like It's just its an unbelievable feeling. I mean, if if you could take a kid and do that and, you know, and just get him and just like, okay, see this? Now, just like a video game, now you throw right there. Yep. And now you feel that click. You feel that little tick. Now, as hard as you can, I want you to pull. And you know what? And then when they pull and one pulls back, then you can do that six or seven or 20 times in a row it hook every kid in the world on fishing oh, yeah, you know what i mean it, that's that's and that's that's one of them deals so i'm looking forward to going to to kentucky um you know everybody says shallow water shallow water For for me um heck i grew up on lake ford i mean mm-hmm. i've been idling ledges since i had structure scans so i mean it's nothing really new to me i, right. I enjoy it i like it uh, it's a little bit it's a patience deal it's a patience deal to understand just like fishing where you might not cast but you're going to idle for seven or eight hours and if yep. you find one or two that's, what, that's it. Yeah. You know, it's one or two's all, you know, if they're the right ones, that's all you need. So mm-hmm. excited about that one. Um, and then obviously Champlain, you know, the last time we went to Champlain uh, I was a co-angler and it was my first year on, on the tour. And uh, just, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you, you throw something in the water, you could throw a Cheeto with a hook in it. And <laughs> I'm telling you right now, a smallmouth going to blow up on it. It's going to happen. So, I mean, that's it. I'm super stoked about going back there and actually – you know, controlling everything and getting to see what I yep. want to see. So yep. it's a little intimidating. You want to talk about a big lake? Oh, that thing. I, <laughs> I mean, Depends you better pick pond. something, you know, <laughs> and, and, I mean, it it can blow up there. There's so many factors that go uh-huh. into that, you know. um But the fish in there is second to none. I mean, it is. So I'm excited about going there. Grass is there. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you can go out there and catch some brown ones. You can go up there and catch some big green ones. You know, I mean, so it's kind of uh, whatever you want to do. Pick your poison, mix it up, however you want to do it. If you want to take your picture with brown ones, go catch brown ones. Yep. (laughs) If you want to go take a picture with green ones, go catch green ones. So, and I mean, I I think it's just one of those deals. It's a season ender. Um, It's a great place to end the season. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, I don't think you want to drive for me thirty hours home <laughs> with no check. You yeah, know? no so kidding. I'm looking forward to getting up there and getting and you know and getting a check or, or you know or, or finishing out the year and hopefully we can make a run at the same of the year deal.
1: Well, uh, I like it, man. At the rate you've been going, I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be out of the question. Uh, it'll be cool to see how things unfold this week. Uh, we'll definitely be following along with you. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some reports on you from flwfishing.com. But on the flip side, for the people listening, uh, where can they follow you at? Through this event and through the rest of the season,
3: you know, um, Facebook is at Jeff Sprague Fishing, uh dot net, and then um, I've got you know Jeff Sprague Fishing dot net is my website, um, you know, and if you guys are out and you are listening, you can go to Jeff Sprague Fishing dot net or whatever. You can hit me on Facebook, Jeff Sprague. Friend request me on my personal. I don't know how much space I have left over there, but you know, I'm always always looking to see what guys have, share pictures and personal sure. experiences and all that. And I do, and obviously Keystone Light is my primary sponsor this year. Mm-hmm. You know, um. It's it's a it's a primary sponsor of FLW as well and if if everybody you know head over to Keystone Lights they have a Facebook page and it's really cool I said this on stage last at Beaver um man if you're their friend on Facebook you can share your fishing photos um you can share all your fishing pictures not just you kids of you of mm-hmm. your boat of your cans like you can make the fish cans absolutely yeah yeah I mean they got everything you share that stuff it's really cool I mean you get exposed I mean it's even if you're a fisherman it gets you exposure because they share it you know and it's seen by Heck hundreds yeah. of thousands of people so i don't under i mean it'd be really cool i mean that's what everybody i mean go hit like follow whatever it's just a click and a like you know and oh yeah and then you get exposure especially if you just go to their facebook page and share your picture they're sharing i mean they share probably seven or ten a day for people so they're really interactive with with uh, with the other fishermen hunters and stuff and oh, everything yeah. so it's not just that so it's really really cool you know i mean to have a big company like that who's a, as a part of our sport and 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 just personal as 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 they are so it's it's really cool well
1: well, uh, with that, I think we'll let you get rolling to the meeting here. I uh, appreciate you stopping by, Jeff. Good luck this week. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope this train keeps rolling for Man, you. Man,
3: I, I appreciate it. And um, I'd keep rambling on to keep from going in there to that meeting, to be <laughs> honest with you. So, but no, I'll get up and go. But I appreciate it, brother. And I'll, uh, I'll see you guys when we get off the water.
0: All right. So, first order of business, Kentucky Lake. Mm-hmm. Coast FLW Series uh, Central Division event went down there. And we were – i was so worried i was so worried it was gonna turn into an offshore event we both picked some offshore guys yep, we did um and then well what do you know it really wasn't it an wasn't offshore off- event <laughs> they were out there i mean they were fishing that got caught offshore haynes caught 17 pounds in the first day fishing offshore yep. but haynes caught 17 pounds fishing offshore not 25 pounds fishing offshore right right and uh, as it happened steve floyd came from behind uh picked up the win caught 198 on the final day on a tournament where basically you know it was it wasn't straight 15 a day but it was roughly mm-hmm. you know you catch 16 17 a day you're gonna be heck you catch 15 a day you're gonna be doing good and I mean that's how it shook out it was he he won by very narrowly over Ramy Colson who also had a really good final oh day. yeah he tore him up Uh It was, I imagine, just how Ramey likes to fish on the lake that he knows really well. I mean, it worked out perfect for him. And, yeah, I mean, Floyd won, like, flipping a pit boss in bushes. It's nothing fancy.
1: No, no, I like it, though.
0: Yeah, it was cool. The one guy who was fishing offshore was Mark Rose. Finished third. He had, like, a shad spawn deal going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a pretty sweet deal. It just, he had a guy on it the second day, I think, and then the third day kind of petered out. So, like, he didn't have quite what he could have had, necessarily. And it could have been a situation where if it all worked for him, he would have won, but it didn't all work.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, But, yeah, it was kind of a cool tournament to follow along with. I went down to the first day's weigh-in. I knew
1: you couldn't resist. I had to go down. I
0: was like, man, there's a tournament going on. I better go. Um, And that, that, I mean, that was great to sort of go down and watch it. I might have gone the second day, too, except Paris, there were a whole bunch of, like, Asian carp, little ones, like babies and shad and stuff up in the paris marina area dying off in droves for some Ooh. reason smelled terrible worst smelling tournament i've ever been to <laughs> so i wasn't you know i went down there and i wasn't gonna leave early but then i wasn't gonna go back down i wasn't gonna go to go to weigh in again <laughs> if i've been on the water taking photos yeah i would be all about that but no not to just stand around and carp yeah smell.
1: yeah that's that's not good
0: uh so instead i went fishing on the river basically caught nothing and stood around in carp smell (laughs) um but you know it was it was kind of cool to see a non-ledge tournament which i I gotta agree with that there's a ton of tournaments every year that get one not on ledges on kentucky lake but it's they're in the fall they're bfls they're in spring they're not you know an flw series event they're not a couple hundred boat event where guys come from all over the place they're all local events that get Mm -hmm. one you know up shallow or something like that so to actually see Kentucky Lake be kind of old-style Kentucky Lake once again was kind of neat.
1: I, I totally agree. I, I'm all in favor. I mean, though, and this is like slightly off-topic, but though my Rumble team just crash and burn. We
0: can talk about that in a bit.
1: We can. But um, I was okay with that because of, like, it's cool to hear guys just talking about flipping bushes. You yeah. You know, not like I idled around. I had... 75 waypoints i'm running around on them other bulls is out there (laughs) you know no 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 standard haynes thing from offshore um so yeah i like it i like the 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 change in dynamic and it's also kind of cool i think uh like me as a fan following tournaments along when like you go to kentucky lake and you're right like most series events or tour events you usually like first thing you automatically think just because it's how it's always scheduled out is offshore like you just your brain goes right to ledge fishing at least in the especially in the last like four years uh, from our tournaments there so when you can now have a tournament that you're like oh kentucky lake and guys like a lot of the top 10 were flipping shallow stuff and you're like
0: hey now i can catch
1: fish there <laughs> you're like yeah yeah so that's kind
0: of cool yeah no it was neat so uh big congratulations to steve floyd um Apparently, a lot of people seem uh, pretty fired up about Steve Floyd up in Ohio. Like he's a he's a pretty sounds like he's a pretty cool dude from what I can tell based on the internet. Right on. Um, I've never met him. Wish him the best. And uh, Steve Keller Jr. also from Ohio. Uh, Buckeye sweep. Oh yeah. On the co Angler side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boo Ohio State. They suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Boo Buckeyes.
0: Um, I guess uh, let's at least touch on our. Coast Challenge teams here. Ah,
1: uh, if we must.
0: Uh, so I, I won. Um, I'm up five three now. You are. You're, we have. You're I am away. on a streak. It has been a really <laughs> weird. It's been a weird season so far. Gosh, for us. it has. Um, uh, Kyle, you took Tom Reddington, who finished 170th. Terrible. Kurt McGuire, who finished 27th. Pretty good. Jason Lambert who finished 179th. <laughs> He's
1: so horrible. <laughs> um,
0: for a possibly new record. Of 125.3 as hey the uh, I'll
1: take records man
0: I, I don't know what <laughs> it seems like that's gotta be the record like I'm pretty sure I chalked have chucked up like some 80s and 90s but I don't know that I've ever broken 100.
1: I, I mean trust me it takes some skill to do do what I did there but <laughs> hopefully um, it's not every tournament
0: anyhow. Uh, I had Michael Woolley he finished 14th, Brent Anderson finished 26th, and Randy Haynes finished 170 and 17th. I would bet money that at least Haynes and Lambert didn't... I know Haynes didn't weigh his fish on the second day. I would bet Lambert did the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did.
0: I would assume Reddington did the same thing. Maybe he just didn't catch any the second day, but yeah. I mean, it could have been better for some of the dudes, but mostly our real ledge sticks didn't happen so much
1: no and that, that i'm like i said i'm okay with that like yeah. though you know whatever i lost the rumble god dang
0: yeah well it's all right we got uh we got a lot more there's to talk a whole about.
1: bunch more coming up too
0: we got a lot of pickwick action which we're gonna get to right now uh so so far we've already gotten a lot of po- positive feedback on our fantasy fishing special
1: yeah we appreciate it
0: uh so thank you for listening uh, some of you listening, extremely quickly to it, Nick um, <laughs> Nicklin, <laughs> and uh, I hope hopefully it helped. And I think we're gonna. I don't see any reason we wouldn't do it again at Kentucky Lake. Oh yeah. Uh, that said, Kentucky Lake is gonna be super easy. We're just gonna say, well, you're gonna want Randy Haynes, you're gonna want Mark Rose, you're <laughs> gonna want Jason Lambert, you're gonna want Brandon Hunter, you're gonna want Tom Reddington. I mean, it's not. But I'm
1: sure we can dig up some cool kind of dirt, maybe to dish out yeah. potentially.
0: No, we can definitely talk. We can talk about it for sure. Oh we yeah, can, we can get into it.
1: And Champlain will be a cool one.
0: Oh yeah, baby, Johnston time. Mm-hmm. Own them both. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Heck, owning both Johnstons might not be a realistic thing at Champlain because they're both going to be priced in the thirty dollars range.
1: Oh yeah, they'll be expensive.
0: Yeah, so you're probably actually only going to want one. Uh, but anyhow, that aside. Yep. Um, on to you know on the Pickwick. What, I, I guess so far. After registration, you've talked to some guys. What's your what's your feel here,
1: man? I I honestly I don't I don't really know. I said it in the interview with Sprague. Like most of the time when we come to a tournament, you kind of know what's going to happen, yeah. like just from talking to guys, interviewing them, uh, you know, during the pre-tournament interviews, stuff like that. And I still like I still don't really know. Here's here's what I'm thinking is going to happen. I I think. That by Saturday, this tournament is going to shift from whatever it starts out as, like kind of a sort of shallow deal, like uh, you know maybe some of the like let's let's go depth range. Let's say like a four to eight, ten feet of water thing, to like a fifteen to maybe twenty foot thing. I think there's going to be a lot of fish that by Saturday and especially Sunday are going to be moving out. To the ledge, it'll be kind of like what we talked about with the Kentucky Lake Series event last year. How guys had like a pretty bad practice, and then like all of a sudden flip a switch, boom, the fish are fl- running out to the ledges. And I think that's probably what's going to shake out in this tournament, which will be cool because then you know with less guys out there on, on well, other than local traffic, but yeah. competitor wise, less guys on Saturday Sunday, we could see some ultra bags uh, come that time.
0: All right. Uh, I kind of agree. I, I agree with you. I think that I, I do think the ledges are going to be a significant factor. Mm-hmm. I am not willing to say they're not going to be the only factor. Like I no. I wouldn't be surprised if one of our ledge guys goes out and cracks them 25 pounds on the first day and just keeps rolling because mm-hmm. the fish are moving out. Now, not that there are not fish up shallow. I mean, last time when there were even more fish out than there are now, Guys did well fishing up. Shallow. Very good point. There's, they're up there. Mm-hmm. Whether the winning fish are up there, I don't know. I think the other thing to watch is that, not necessarily. The grass, but like, the shell beds or sweet spots within the grass, oh, or yeah. places where there's shad spawning. There, are, there's a shallow contingent that's offshore, that's a hundred yards from the bank, mm-hmm. where. Places like where Hackney crushed them. Yep that guys really realistically could have their power poles down and be fishing offshore, that is a thing to watch. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's not a true ledge situation. Obviously, a lot of guys were catching them on ledges last time we were here, but I think there's a better chance this time, even than there was when Hackney won, Mm -hmm. that there could be that intermediate ledge bite going on. And that's something that I think can maintain, even even as more fish are moving out, because fish are going to be moving across from shallower stuff up to that stuff and then out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got, I know, guys I think like Luke Duncan are pretty dialed in on some of that intermediate type stuff yeah. those, those middle areas which I it's tough to categorize them as like one thing because they're not one thing they're just stopping points or feeding points but they are offshore and they are shallow
1: yeah yeah no it's a good uh, it's that in between zone and the, like with Luke Duncan and some of the other local guys or at least guys that have had a lot of experience on this lake not necessarily, like at this point in time, maybe earlier in the year or in the fall or something like that, when they know in some of these stretches where the grass, like uh, Sprague, I think, actually described it really well in his interview. The guys that kind of know where these grass lines that right now may not be matted up, but the grass is really good, like mm-hmm. it's, it's thick. But some of these local guys might know, okay, there's a hard spot inside this grass line. You know, and it makes this little inside corner over here. You can't see it, you know, with the naked eye necessarily, but maybe from graphing it, or they've just like a Lambert or something has seen the grass as it maybe died off and kind of knows that there's some sort of um, some irregularity. In there. Yeah, 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 that that will hold fish on. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if someone like you're saying, like a, a Duncan that's dialed in on that can carry that because, like, you always hear guys with regards to the ledge thing this time of year like post-spawn fish how they're coming out like those guys are licking their chops because fish are coming to them well it's the same factor with that in between offshore exactly. not ledge stuff and there's, there's still fish pulling to that before they go out deep
0: yeah and, and the thing keep in mind we've got 17 mile an hour winds forecast for tomorrow for day one of this it's gonna be day. sheepy it's gonna be rough mm-hmm. it's gonna be very difficult to fish offshore even oh, yeah. intermediate offshore, like oh, yeah. I would not be at all surprised if the eventual winner of this tournament isn't in the top ten on day one, mm-hmm. because if the guy if if like we're projecting the winner is gonna come from either offshore or that intermediate stuff, which is what I'm that's what I want to say. Like I okay. don't think it's someone who's I don't think the winner is fishing within a cast of the bank.
1: Okay, if that makes yeah.
0: sense. I I think if the winner does come from that mid stuff or the straight offshore stuff, I think that that's going to be really heavily impacted on day one. Okay, yeah. And that they're going to probably a lot of people are probably going to need to be going to need to you know scratch and claw for to hold on their spots to catch their to catch a limit even necessarily, Mm -hmm. but then they can kind of continue to roll as this tournament yeah, okay. goes on, possibly. That's my feeling, anyhow.
1: No, I think that's uh, I think that's a pretty fair statement, because, I mean, there were a lot of guys at registration today that were griping and groaning and moaning about how uh, not fun it's going to be out there tomorrow. The guys that were planning on fishing offshore, you know, yeah. where they're most exposed to the wind.
0: And, I mean, it depends on what the wind does. It might not get up until later in the day. Sure. It might die down. I mean, it's weather. It could do some weird stuff. You never know. Or someone could... I mean, there are places on this lake right now that are probably obvious places, like mountains and creeks, stuff like that, uh, where you could conceivably be pretty well out of the wind and be on a school. It might not be a big school, but Mm -hmm. it might be something that, you know, someone can ditch in there, catch themselves five. Maybe there are five good ones. Maybe it's not where they win a tournament from, but it's where they do well on day one. You can one,
1: just oh, set but, yourself up to go yeah. from there.
0: Um, and I mean, the, the shallow bite, the Wilson bite, a lot of guys are going to go up into Wilson this week.
1: See, that's what I wanted to ask you because I didn't hear a lot about it at registration. But from your takeaway...
0: Joe Holland's going to Wilson.
1: Ooh.
0: He's not... He's He didn't fish in Wilson all week. He ha- has found nothing in Pickwick. He's never felt better about a decision in his life. He's just... Wow. Going to turn left and go to the first point he sees and start fishing. Okay. Uh, And he'll catch fish. He'll catch a limit tomorrow, I guarantee it. Mhm. I mean, I, I think that... I I don't know that Wilson's got winning fish in it. I think it's got a lot of fish in it.
1: I heard from a lot of guys they definitely caught more fish up there. Now, yeah. the size wasn't... Some guys were saying the size wasn't really there. But, yeah, you can get more bites yep. more readily on Wilson.
0: Uh, Jake Kendrick, one of the things he's talking about is... He thinks that if he can go into Pickwick, and maybe he'll swap it up with the big win forecasted, but he feels like if he can go into Pickwick, catch, and he's kind of thinking points more than a win this time around, oh, okay. which I'm like, well, think about a win, bud. But, <laughs> I mean, then again, he won last year at uh, Gunnersville the in the series event. Maybe he doesn't need to win anymore. You know, maybe he's chill.
1: Yeah, maybe he's all right. Um,
0: but he's thinking that he could, you know, potentially catch them really good in Pickwick. And then... You know, kind of, not lay off him, but if he's like, I caught him good enough, I need, I need some sureness. I need to know I'm going to catch 14 pounds. I need a limit. He'd go to Wilson, oh, and make the third day, and then spend the rest of the time in Pickwick.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, and I don't know, and maybe it is that kind of situation where we've seen tournaments before where guys can catch a couple of big fish that can key a day. But it can be hit or miss whether you get them two days in a row. Oh yeah, that could be, a, that could be a strong thing this week, especially the guys who are fishing just in the grass. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a little hit or miss unless you really have it dialed in.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, for it's sure.
0: kind of like fishing those hay fields in Okeechobee mm-hmm. where you might have an area that's good and you know a big section is good, but you could fish through it exactly the same as you do one day and catch him, and the next day, you could just make your cast two feet to the wrong side yep. and not catch him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I feel like we've rambled a lot here, but, I mean, are we... Is there anything else you're kind of looking at? Uh, Who do you think's... Well, go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say, do we see a top 10 from Wilson?
0: I think no. I think we see a couple top 20s.
1: Okay. That's kind of what I was feeling.
0: That's my, that's my feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think we see a lot of checks. Okay. Um, I think a lot of guys who, if they're going to spend both days up there, are going to catch, you know, catch him pretty good. Oh, okay. Both all days. Right. Um, how about this? Have you talked with John Cox at all? Do you have a feeling for who's going to be leading the AOI race after this week?
1: Ooh.
0: Because uh, Cox is basically like, you know, he and Sprague, are basically neck and neck. And then Johnston, Darrell Robertson, Chris Johnston, Scott Martin, Gussie, they're they're realistically within striking distance in a single tournament. Probably knowing John Cox, he's probably got at least a top 50 in him, and those guys would have to really show out, too.
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to John. I did see a picture of, like, the world's smallest turtle that he caught.
0: Yeah, that was a cute picture. I um, like that. But, I don't know, I can't...
1: I actually wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Sprague is leading Angler of the Year after this.
0: Just from talking to him and from... Yeah, bar. and even
1: before that, like, he... I, I like that he's, A, on a roll. Like, he's feeling good. Yeah. I like, So I like the mental side of that. But I also dig his experience as a grass fisherman. Yep. And his experience fishing offshore. Like yeah, it does up seem fork. like
0: this section of the schedule really plays into his hands very yeah, well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, and from what we were talking about, you know, feeling that, that mid-range stuff, that offshore, not ledge thing, slash ledge thing, is probably going to be the deal, and I think that's something I would expect Sprague to get tuned into. Um, yeah. and like I said, that was even before I talked to him. I kind of felt that I think we might see us a Jeff Sprague leader after Pickwick.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, well, on the
1: flip side, he could bomb. I just want to throw that disclaimer out, and then that way, whatever that way happens, right, people no are like, what? "Oh, that Kyle's right." Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Expert. Expert <laughs> prognosticator. Kyle would. Um, yeah. I think. I kind of think if I had to pick, I would still pick John Cox to be in the lead. Like, I think John Cox—he's fishing so well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I absolutely. I mean, I don't think it gets one up shallow, but I think there's plenty of fish for John Cox to get a top ten up shallow.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even the top 20, like you're saying, those other yeah, guys would have to...
0: They would have to really... They'd have yeah. to get a top 10. Yep. Uh, top 5, even, maybe, depending on sort of where they're at. Right. Which, granted, I think Kentucky Lake is going to be a lot harder for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a tough road for John Cox to hoe. Or a tough road for him to hoe? Yeah. Tough road, yeah, not yeah. road. You don't hoe roads. I don't know. You could. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's going to be really tough, and then I think Champlain is just going to be super interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, from a, Assuming he's still in the hunt, does he run south? Are the fish going up north good enough? You know, what happened? It's That one is fascinating to me. How much does Chris Johnston win by? Does he win by 30 pounds? Okay, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> on the Chris Johnston A little while. bit, a little bit. Uh, Scott Martin's won there before, but, you know, he won there on smallmouth, so... It's, I don't know that it's gonna apply this time we'll see yep um, but anyhow yeah so I mean I, I think that Cox is still in the lead I think okay then obviously the most probable guy to still be to be hunting him is Sprague or to be taking over the lead yep. it would not really shock me to see the standings look something like John Cox Jeff Sprague Scott Martin. At the end of the week. Okay. Just because Scott Martin. Yep. And Daryl Robertson, though he could do well here, typically does not do well in offshore type events. No, I don't think no. that's his primary. I don't think that's the only thing going on this week, but I think it's, it might be going on enough that he doesn't have the juice to crank oh, yeah. through it. Um, and then, obviously, I have a lot of faith in Chris Johnson. I put him on my fantasy team, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see.
1: He, he sounds like he might catch him. I talked to him for a little while today.
0: I wanted to catch him. Yeah. I desperately want Team Canada be, to be chasing the AOI at Champlain. <laughs> it's my... it. I think my ideal scenario is... And this is just from a drama standpoint. Okay. Um, is Scott Martin is leading, going into Champlain, but it's a slim lead. Maybe by one point. Ooh. And Chris Johnston does something whether he wins or edges or finishes fifth and martin finishes sixth just enough just enough to edge him at the nose i want i I want that drama i want it going all the way to the final day i want i want i want scott martin and chris johnston and john cox and jeff sprague i want them all fishing the last day oh that'd be so cool and i want them all to be tied (laughs) (laughs) it'd be epic uh And then nobody would care who actually won the tournament. He'd be like, oh, yeah, who? No.
1: Too much of a... Kyle Monty won? That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Mental overload. Yeah, back to the A Y (laughs) race. Did you see that? That
1: was insane.
0: Yeah. I guess we'll see.
1: Now, one problem you have with Chris Johnson this week. Probably thinking more about Sturgeon Bay next weekend. Gussie, too. Good point.
0: Also, I think Cody Meyer...
1: Cody Meyer is fishing.
0: He's it. fishing it with. He's going up and fishing with Gussie, which I mean, lucky dog.
1: <laughs> Hashtag hammers. Yeah,
0: jeez, watch out! Smallmouth beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, No, it sounds like oh, it sounds like it's going to be pretty epic. I would say. Alrighty, well, I guess giant smallmouth aside, which I'm <laughs> sure we will see some this week too. If you want to see a big smallmouth, oh, I mean, I do it's a good place to see one. Wilson's got giants. Pickwick has giants. Uh... Probably not gonna get one on smallmouth, unfortunately. That's yeah, okay. You know, it could be pretty cool. Still um, an outside shot. Oh yeah. So we got uh, we got that to look forward to. Um, should be an awesome tournament. Uh, Kyle, do you have a pick to win?
1: Oh, um, no.
0: Okay. So here's my. I have three picks to win.
1: Oh wow. Okay. You give me some picks, and I'll give me time to stall and think about
0: one. Okay. Uh, first off, Randy Haynes, because he's the guy I put on my fantasy team. Sure. As my ultra hammer, offshore guy. Uh, my other two picks to win are Michael Neal and Stetson Blaylock. Neal, because he's had a probably better practice than anyone else. Uh, he has caught some and, good fish. And uh, he's awesome here mm-hmm. and anywhere on the Tennessee River. Stetson Blaylock, because, well, he's getting to be pretty awesome on the Tennessee River. Yeah, he is. came real close last time. He's been launching at the right place every day. He's, I think, committed to the offshore situation. I like him to maybe finally get a win.
3: Wow. Now
0: that's three picks. I guess if I, you know, if you were like, hey Jody, bet all the money you have on one. First, I wouldn't do it. Second, <laughs> I'd probably put it on Michael Neal.
1: I do. I I really like that Neal pick, and I feel like um, I feel like I'm kind of with you, like gut feeling, like a Wooly Lambert. Yeah, baby. Yeah, and I don't want to keep riding the Lambert train. I'm just Dude, I want to be there when he knocks out. You want to be the there park. when it
0: happens. I understand.
1: Yeah. But uh, I I could definitely see Wooly too cuz Wooly has a lot of experience on Pickwick. He kind of gets overshadowed, you know we mentioned that in the the fantasy um, podcast. Yeah. It, that you know, though he lives 100 some miles away from here, he has spent a lot of time on Pickwick. He's
0: so five to watch.
1: He is in my five to watch. Uh I make a great argument there, so you can just go on over to FLWFishing.com. Yeah. By
0: the way, did you copy and paste that Brad Knight argument in your five to watch from my fantasy fishing picks argument?
1: I never even read your fantasy fishing picks. <laughs> okay,
0: we basically said the same thing.
1: <laughs> See, great minds think alike. Oh yeah. Uh, but now I got to read it because now I want to know if I actually did copy and paste it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was it was pretty close, but what else are you gonna say? I mean, it's uh, yeah. I said the right thing, you said the right thing. We're good. Valid points. Yeah.
1: Um. So maybe um. Yeah, Wooly Lambert. I guess, gun to my head, I'm probably going to take Lambert. Okay. But I'm definitely going to be on the Wooly Mammoth train.
0: Oh, yeah. I know you two had some fun together uh, taking photos out on Chickamauga last year. Could happen again.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: All righty. Well, uh, guys, I think that pretty much does it. Um, you can follow FLW on Facebook, on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Those are all FLW fishing. On YouTube, Circuit Breakers Up, watch that. we got a whole ton of other great stuff uh, oh, yeah. in the works coming this week. Um, com for your live weigh-ins, your blogs, lovingly curated by me. Uh, <laughs> tons of uh, brilliant analysis from our on-the-water reporters. Yep. Um, I mean, you name it, we got it. Uh, FLW Official on Snapchat. Fw Fishing on Periscope. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I think that's about it.
1: I think that's I think that's pretty good.
0: Oh, Kyle Lumber on Instagram.
1: Oh, sure, sure.
0: Jody Blanco on Instagram. And we've got an email.
1: We do. So, uh, like we mentioned earlier, love the feedback about the uh, podcast we did for Fancy Fishing. If you have any more thoughts, concerns, what you liked about it, what you didn't like, hit us up, podcast at flwfishing.com, and uh, we'll make some note of that.
0: All righty. guys. Pleasure as always.
1: Check us out. See ya.